For a few minutes, Kate was totally unable to believe what she had heard. She felt the way that the penny-dreadful novels always told you a drowning person was supposed to feel at such shocking moments, dizzy, sick, and choked for breath, as if the entire span of her life was passing in front of her eyes. Sit down, our Kate. Donald's voice seemed to come through a thick fog. He hovered in front of her in a ghostly mist, and for a few fragmented seconds she wondered if she was going blind. Then he lifted the wedding veil from her face, and she drew a deep, shuddering breath. Donal poured some water from the jug on her washstand into a glass, spilling it over the white dress and pushing it against her lips. She drank automatically, feeling the icy chill of the water running down her throat. "'Sweet Jesus, you look like death,' Donal said savagely. "'I should never have blurted it out like that, but I feel so god-awful guilty for bringing the bastard into the house in the first place.' I wish the bugger had gone over the top and got blown a bit by the Kaiser's shell instead of coming back here to break your heart. You sit still, Katie, love, and I'll get Mother up here before I send for the doctor. She let out her breath in an explosive gasp. It felt as if she'd been holding it forever. No! I don't want anybody near me until I've read Walter's letter! Give it to me, Donal! She was startled by the sound of her own reedy voice. She already knew what the doctor would say. She was in a state of shock. Of course she was, as any bride who had been jilted on her wedding day had a perfect right to be. Of course she looked terrible, and from the coldness spreading through her entire body, she knew she'd probably lost all her colour. But at the same time, deep down inside her, there was a more private feeling that she couldn't share with anyone, least of all her protective, defensive family. Deep inside her, there was an invasive sense of the most tremendous guilty relief at knowing she didn't have to marry Walter Radcliffe after all. She saw Donal move away as she slit open the flap of the envelope, keeping her eyes averted from his face. In any case, after all the private traumas she had gone through, this was probably no more than an involuntary defensive reaction, and the real pain of Walter's betrayal was yet to come. "'I'm still fetching mother.' Donald said harshly. I don't like the look of you at all, Kate. You should be weeping and wailing, and I don't reckon you should be left alone. She hardly heard him leave the room. There was a letter written on thick notepaper and a smaller, bulky envelope inside the larger one. She unfolded the letter and saw the page covered in Walter's small, tight handwriting. Never trust a man with cramped handwriting, she'd once been advised by a dour fortune teller at a local fair. It indicates a man with a small, mean nature. Kate swallowed dryly as she began to read the letter. It was hard to focus on it properly, and she realised that tears had streaked her face without her even knowing it. No wonder Donal had been so alarmed. She concentrated on the letter. Nothing in its contents was going to surprise her now, or so she thought. But a searing shock ran through her as she read Walter's words. For all his faults, she had never anticipated this, and she sensed that his words were carefully chosen, calculated not to make her think too badly of him. If that were possible, she thought bitterly. My dear Kate, by now you'll be thinking the worst of me, but believe me, it would have been even worse if we'd gone through with the wedding. I know things have been strained between us these past weeks. It's not because you mean any less to me than you ever did, but because I was torn between what I wanted to do and what I knew I should do. In the end, I knew I couldn't go through with it. If I'd married you, lass, I risked a prison sentence. 
After that statement, it seems ironic to tell you the reason is because I'm not free. By now, Kate was breathing erratically, her chest so tight it hurt to breathe at all. Her hands clenched over the edges of the letter. There's no way to soften this, so I'll say it outright. I already have a wife, Kate. She was my sweetheart before I volunteered for the army, but I never mentioned her to anybody while I was in France. I thought it was bad luck to keep talking about home. Now I wish to God I'd told Donald about her, and then this rotten mess would never have happened. Kate's mouth shook at the crass insensitivity of having their relationship described as a rotten mess. But she was reading more than the actual words in the letter now. She'd never thought of Walter as a superstitious man, and more cynical than of old, she could guess another reason why the dashing soldier hadn't mentioned his girl back home, even to his pals.' 